Welcome to My Heart Songs podcast number 240, What Gets Stimulated Gets Enhanced. The ancient wisdom of the path is formed by walking on it translates into momentum. What gets stimulated gets enhanced, what gets rewarded gets done. As I stated way back in podcast number 14, Caravan of Change, clear intent and positive action feed off each other in an uplifting spiral. Resistance to doing what I say I want to do often manifests as negative mind talk, self-defeating behaviors, avoidance, and procrastination. I want to consistently choose yes to what nurtures and drop the shoulds. I've learned that success begets success and to be satisfied with starting small and sticking with it. I certainly have moments where I feel like a still-walking someday fossil, a starlight bundle of time and transience, sleepwalking through a night of nothingness, flailing form and feeling, bereft of any illuminating dreamscape, savaging my own resolve to make progress on the path, my wild man yearning for some uplifting adventure. George Carlin famously quipped, quote, Frisbetinarianism is the belief that when you die, your soul goes up on the roof and gets stuck. And also, just when I discovered the meaning of life, they changed it. Close quote. There's no doubt in my mind and heart that a long and healthy life is desirable, and the key to that is cultivating integrative wellness, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Creating congruence between these different windows on the world requires paying attention on many different levels, knowing ourselves, aligning our daily doings with our deepest values, appreciating what is, even as we aspire for what is not yet. I'm not talking about the illusory goal of no illness and no stress, but rather cultivating a nurturing sense of purpose and play, connections and creativity. So how to deal with the resistance to doing what I know is good for me? The anecdotal is not universal truth, but the following story hopes to deliver some guidance. One aspect of wellness for me is play. Humans have been called homo ludens, and play in animals often facilitates the practice of behaviors that are developed into useful survival skills later in life. For us, it stimulates flexibility, creativity, cooperation, and sometimes hones a competitive edge. Why, when I pick up my guitar or sit down at the piano, does it feel like I have to or should rather than free play? I do believe that is a major obstacle to deepening my musical explorations at this point. I'm very close to my 12 songs on guitar and 12 on piano, memorized and developed to my satisfaction, and so part of me is always pointing in that goal-oriented direction. Alternatively, my play brain gets stimulated and I just mess around, which has been happening less and less over the years. Long time since I wrote any songs for the joy of it, though I have a few unfinished ones and many more that need polishing. Both directions have value, and the trick is to have either feel inviting rather than some form of pressure. It is indeed a bit like the process of writing. Lots of starts, only a few follow-throughs. Sometimes feels like a have-to, though much less than with my music. The revising, refining, finishing aspect of things sometimes eludes me, despite my Virgo moon tendencies. More fun to just generate new ideas then work the ones I already have, perhaps part of my Enneagram 7 nature. With music, is it the big internal critic temporarily capturing the fort? A why put all that time and energy into what is mediocre to begin with? I actually really do like my songs and sense that with time and attention they could be mo' better. 
Then I listen to John Baptiste on piano and singing, and rather than be inspired, I am despired, despirited. At my age, I could never come close to such greatness. And yes, I know I can still get a lot of pleasure and satisfaction out of playing my style, jazzy junk, just me. So maybe another obstacle is the belief that even if I practiced a great deal, I would likely never achieve a professional level. Some due to lack of genius or talent, but most due to lost years of being daily immersed in music. To satisfy some needed sense of progress, I have to feel good about the immediate feedback of how things are going. It all sounds like a typical artist dilemma. How to love the practice, enjoy the crafting, no matter what level I feel I am at. That, perhaps, as well as giving the inner critic a paid vacation somewhere far, far away, might be the key to opening the gates, so to speak, and just allowing free-flow musical expression for the pleasure of it. What does my intuition say? Always a useful question. My intuition declares that rather than figuring it out, I just need to live into it. Simply sit down every day at piano, guitar, flute, or marimba, or some combo thereof, Let's not forget my new edge, circular breathing, didgeridoo, maranzanu, playing desires, and something will happen. Doesn't matter what on any given day because I'm regularly nurturing my music with my time, attention, and energy. And that is what will create some transformation. And my intuition says the key to making it playful is to just let it be. Let it flow. Let it go. To some respect, turn off the analytical planning brain and tune into the more spontaneous one. This personal story holds some truth for whatever we are endeavoring to, endeavoring to bring forth in our lives, whether it is some form of physical fitness, spiritual quest, or other wellness component. The inner critic and the production goal-oriented inner boss can be graceful guides or obstinate obstacles. Thich Nhat Hanh says, quote, Walk as if you are kissing the earth with your feet. Our breath is also like a wave, gently rocking us into a deep peace. In this state of rest, our body and mind can release their burdens. A lot of healing happens just by letting go and sinking into this state of total relaxation. Close quote. And from there, spontaneous, life-affirming play or any other wellness activity arises without struggle. Thanks as always for listening.